Hello, Winternet, this is you and Spence and DSE Insight Calling. When all Saturdays are super, no Saturdays, and actually no, every Saturday is Eurovision. Coming up, San Remo is still running. Viewing figures are up and down. San Remo is still running. Your local town might have a party. And San Remo is still running. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. San Remo is still running. Welcome to the ESE Insight Podcast. It's Insight News. Last seven days in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. Bringing you up to date with everything that's going on. San Remo is still running. That's enough of that pun. Hi, I'm Ewan Spence. Myself and the team just gathering up all the fun before we get to, well... Before we get to the Eurovision Song Contest, two semi-finals, May the 9th and May the 11th, in the Liverpool Arena, the grand final on the 13th of May. But we need our songs, we need our artists, we need, you know, all the organisation and stuff. That's all going on in the first quarter of the year, at least for the songs. Then there's more organisation going on as well. So, uh, let's catch up with everything else. I mean, by everything else, all I did was give you the dates. Some of you already know them. Some of you, this will be the first time at your podcast. If it's the latter, welcome. Uh, you're, you know, www.esainside.com is our website. We have older podcasts, more content, articles, and discussions. If you've been here before, do consider leaving us a review or a star rating on your favorite podcast application, directory, service, or even Spotify. And if you want to do even more, we have a Patreon page you can support us on patreon.com slash esainside. For the price of one of those posh chain coffees, you can support us and help us carry on with this content and bring you the best we can in the world of the contest. Right, okay, so what do we have? I'll look, I will just give you a reminder on the tickets. They're not on sale yet. There are hints of late Feb. It might push into early March as well. When they do go on sale, the official website will have a link to the official ticket seller, Eurovision.tv. Don't go anywhere else. Don't go to the third-party resellers. You don't know what it's going to be like. There have been Eurovisions before where people walked up with tickets from those sites and just not been let in. So go official if you can. If you can't, then our, our recommendation is if you're in the whole city, always go to the Euro Village, big screens, lots of fans around you. There's another option this year as well in the UK. Uh, there are talks going on between the BBC and various local councils, towns and cities across uh, the United Kingdom of putting on fan zones in other cities. So you might be able to watch Eurovision with a great big crowd of people in Glasgow uh, or Aberystwyth or Bury St Edmunds, you know, if you want it in your your city, go and put some pressure on your local council, find out who your councillor is, and just remember that Eurovision is the week after the local elections, so they might not still be in power, so they might be happy to have the money spent. Um, also, it's worth noting that the chairman of Ukraine's public broadcaster had a lovely quote about some of the content that's coming up in May. It's probably worthwhile just doing this directly. There will definitely be a presenter from Ukraine. We know who, but we cannot say. In general, the British are very open to involve Ukraine in the process as much as possible. They say that they are organising Eurovision Song Contest, but on behalf of Ukraine. There's not much more that we can add to that quote. It has all the details there beyond we hope that hosted teamer. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, on to the classified results. First up, Slovenia. Technically not a result because it was an internal selection, but we did have the song reveal this week uh, with Joker outperforming their song live on television, debuting it there. Carpe Diem, whole lot of energy live. And this is a really good time to point out that you can have a studio version of a song and it can just be completely lifted when you get to a live environment. Joker out are a band that clearly love playing live. There's a lot more energy there. So when we come around to doing all our song rankings and jukebox series and all that, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, what else? Uh, Czech Republic, following an online vote for their national final, 70% of the vote from an international audience, 30% from an audience walking in the Czech Republic. The band Vesna won that show. Last Friday over in Ireland, just as we went to, just before we went to the recording, they had their national final. So we had that lovely little dichotomy of did you already know? Now we definitely know. The group Wild Youth are going to be singing for Ireland at song contest this year with the song we are one this came down to the last round of voting it was incredibly close uh connolly with the song midnight summer night really close to taking the ticket but it went to wild youth and i suspect that's probably because they're much more prominent on the irish music scene they've been around a bit longer they've got more hit singles Connolly's very early in her career so i think that might have just swung it uh, this was also the national final where John Linden and Public Image Limited uh, were performing. John Linden, of course, in another guise, played the role of Johnny Rotten in the band The Sex Pistols. So he finished fourth there with his band. A footnote in Eurovision 2023? No, more than that, because he was in the national final. He's part of the family now. And I really like the song. Um it suddenly became very personal for me. And uh, that is the thing you have to remember about all your songs at the song contest. They make connections to people. And you might not like that connection. You may not make that connection with you yourself, but others have. And if they do, that's the power of music. Uh, who else do we have? Wait, Norway. Ooh, big national final up at Trondheim Arena. Almost like the public broadcast was showing we can put on a big, massive show in an arena. <clears throat> discreet cough <laughs> a comprehensive win in the end for Alessandra and her song Queen of Kings winning both the jury and the public vote at a canter Ulrich who had won in Norway 2020 but Eurovision did not go ahead that year was in second place it's another talent show Norwegian television where Ulrich has finished in second nine ran uh, just before we go on though I would say that Alessandra's song puts Norway into an early lead. Essentially, this is the song that's the favourite right now as it stands. We do have many more songs to go, uh, to be selected. We're going to have a lot this weekend. It's Super Saturday weekend with so many, with seven songs uh, getting locked in. Nevertheless, this is the musical yardstick. Every song that gets released or wins a national final now is going to be held up next to Queen of Kings and go, which is better? And... Well, we've seen this before. We saw this, I think, in Denmark 2014. Only Teardrops. Every song was held up. Is it better than only Teardrops? No. By the time we got to May, our favourite was decided. I think that's happening with Norway again. But there are various plot lines and threads that might change. Uh, Bernard Fest down in Spain certainly caught the attention of the Eurovision community. And at this point, I would like to remind you all listening that Insights Ben Robertson covered Benidorm Fest. You find all the articles back in the website. But we covered up with the support of Visit Benidorm, uh, helping out with the flights and accommodation. Anyway, cutting through all of that was the winning song from Blanca Paloma and Aia, 
Uh, it's a long way from Chanel and Slomo last year. This is modern dance. It's flamenco mixed in. It's it's delightful. I've no idea how it's going to perform uh, when we get to Liverpool in May. Eight ran in the final, but they did the semi-finals in that week as well. So it's eighteen ran in total. Okay, uh, not finals, but preliminary rounds going through. Germany, uh, they did do an internal selection for eight of the artists, uh, but they did have a TikTok uh, for a wild card spot in that final. It's going to be a one-shot when we get to March. But we have that song. It is from Ige Hootgold and Leitmid Guten Text. Essentially, this is German party pop. Um, it's This is going to be quite a contrast to the other songs that... And, Look, it's the difference between a song that you would put on at a at a fun family wedding disco, uh, and the songs that you would get on something like Jules Holland or the Old Grey Whistle Test or those big in depth music programs. That contrast is going to be fun to watch. Latvia finished the semi final, so we have the ten qualifiers for its national final, which is happening. This weekend, of note, there is Marcus Riva with his song Forever. He has been trying forever to win Supernova. Presumably, he has his fingers crossed that this is his time. We'll find out uh, on Saturday, and we'll report on that next week. 15 ran. Uh, Lithuania, uh, we had their semi-final one result, five qualifying from there for their grand final. Another five will qualify from the next to give us 10 for the grand final. Both semi-finals were also 10 ran. Well, I, I say both semi-finals. Ten run in semi-final one. Ten will run in semi-final two. Fingers crossed I've not just jinxed that. Uh, Malta, following a pretty long and involved process there, we now have the ten names for MESC, Malta Eurovision Song Contest. Grand final there. Uh, three names of note that have come back again for another go. Brooke, Maxine Pace, and Fabrizio Faniello. If we're going to get an established Maltese artist, it's probably going to be one of those three. But hey, commentators curse there you go and we have the final results from the first heat of melody festival and up in sweden two artists go direct through to the final tone sicalius and jean henrik falgren with ark north and adam woods in supporting judies on that one two go to the semi-final victor crone who's sung for estonia previously and been at belfast a couple of times now and elephant benny also making that through three three got the bus fare home Seven ran. Okay, a couple of bits of country news that aren't necessarily focused on the results. At first, both Latvia and Estonia have confirmed that they will be having sign language on their broadcasts of this weekend's national final, Supernova and Estelao. They'll be available either as a sort of red button digital or on one of the secondary channels. Italy. San Ramo was still going on, yeah. But looking ahead to the semi-finals, the broadcaster RAI has confirmed that the two semi-finals will be broadcast on RAI 2, the second channel. Why is this important? Because when they hosted last year, they bumped the semi-finals up to RAI 1, the main channel. It's moving back down again. This is not uncommon for when you're hosting. You put, you know, you show the big event on your biggest channel when you're hosting, and then sometimes you leave it there. Sometimes you move it back. So we still have to see what the BBC are going to do. Uh, in previous years, they've shown it on BBC Three. Before that, it was on the BBC Four, which is primarily focused on music. But they did move the semi-final draw onto television, onto the second channel, BBC Two. 
What's going to happen with the semi-finals? We're just going to have to wait for the news on that one to see whether it's going on BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four, BBC Seven, or even BBC Heaven. Uh, what else from San Remo? Um, as it stands right now, as I record, is Marco Mangoni, who'd also represented Italy back in 2013, uh, is in the lead from some of the voting. There's like a press vote, there's a demoscopic vote, it's coverage night tonight, so the orchestra get a go, public get a go as well. Look, there's a lot of maths going on. There's going to be five and five acts into the super final where everything gets reset and the vote happens again. Right now, Marco's in the lead, but who knows what is going to happen there. Meanwhile, viewing figures are in for the first couple of nights and Italy's touching a 65% market share for San Remo. It is still a huge event for the public and the industry. It's a similar story in Norway, by the way. Uh, close to a million TV viewers there for the final of MGP, which gives it 68 percent market share but over in sweden the melfest numbers are down it's the lowest numbers for a decade there and it's 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 interesting how to read this because in general this is sort of national final season when everybody's out of the you know why don't you work from home why don't you stay at home and just you know keep yourself relatively calm more people might be going out you know more people might think it's appointment television there's a lot of options to pick through there, but certainly keeping an eye on Melfest numbers over the next four or five weeks will give an indication of sort of, you know, how engaged Sweden is. And, and in a way, that's kind of important. Norway's incredibly engaged. It's almost like they're hungry for the victory. Sweden, we need to see where the public is going on that one. <laughs> Okay, what do we have around the Eurovision world and on ESC Insight this week? Well, it's San Remo. Yes, San Remo is still running. Um, but we've also taken a look at the history of rap at the San Remo contest. And, you know, it starts off very small, just one or two songs. It's building up now, second place last year. There may be a rap victory uh, coming through, maybe, maybe this year, maybe by the time you hear this. It's happened, but certainly we have an in-depth look at that there. Uh, remember, we also have our analysis of the semi-final allocation draw. That's still on our front page to find. And over on our Patreon website, we are doing public posts. So anybody can go to patreon.com slash Insight and read our preview of the Melody Festival and songs. We can access to those on Tuesday as part of the press contingent. So we write up our thoughts, our feelings, and how we think they're going to do that weekend. Of course, there's Eurovision material just all around there. Uh, more and more building up as we get towards May. And one I do want to highlight, out, a friend of the podcast, Genevieve, has her podcast, Celebrity Catch-Up, Life After That Thing I Did, interviewing some of the, the names that certainly I grew up with. She's like, oh, nostalgia. What are they doing now? That's the whole point of the podcast. She recently spoke with the fizz and those of you who are keeping track of what you call bucks fizz now that they've kind of split up and some have went different ways and then the guy from dollar was involved and ah. anyway the one that feels the certain the one with cheryl baker and jay aston they're the fizz so they are around and genevieve caught up with them and of course bucks fizz will be mentioned a lot as winning the song contest for the united kingdom but cheryl baker had been at eurovision before that as part of the band Coco. So Genevieve, in a little clip of the podcast here, asked her about that. So 
of course, we all know and love you both from Bucks Fizz, winning the Eurovision Song Contest for the United Kingdom in 1981. But Cheryl, it was actually your second buy at the Cherry, as you had represented the UK at Eurovision previously in 1978 as part of the group Coco. But your first Eurovision experience wasn't so enjoyable because Coco finished 11th and you were left pretty devastated and mostly unimpressed, weren't you, by the whole thing? Unimpressed? Blimey, that's an understatement. Um, Yeah, because... You know, at that time, the UK had only ever come first, second or third, you know. I think once we might have come fifth and that was regarded as awful. But then to be the first performers to represent the country and come as low as 11th, which was the lowest anyone had ever been, I honestly, I felt I was devastated because it was my childhood dream to do the Eurovision Song Contest and then to do it and be labelled with that, you know, lowest ever. It was just horrible. But I didn't dream that three years later I'd get the opportunity to do it again. So I've been so lucky in my career. I really have. Cheryl Baker of The Fizz there, speaking to Genevieve on the podcast Celebrity Catch-Up, Life After That Thing I Did. You can search for that. It's a big, easy to find out, but we will also have a link back in our show notes and on the website as well. And if you want nostalgia, you could listen to some of the other episodes. Let's see. Um, highlights include Tiffany, Anastasia, Brian McFadden, Brian, Judd Nelson, Wigfield. It's like, I think Genevieve's on her fifth season now, so there's a whole bundle in there uh, you can enjoy for your listening pleasure. But of course, that's after you've sat down and enjoyed Super Saturday uh, this weekend with a... <laughs> ridiculous number of shows we've got what nine shows uh going on seven of them are going to be selecting the performer and singer for the eurovision song contest so that's croatia italy yep san Remo's still running but it will be the final uh latvia malta denmark estonia and romania all selecting on saturday we've also got the second semi-final in lithuania the second heat in sweden and melody festival as well Basically, you can watch eight of them, consume them all, and San Remo will only be about halfway through. <laughs> and also, yes, you can watch San Remo, REI open up, REI play, but also uh, the team over at Glitter FM uh, here in the United Kingdom will be providing English language commentary and analysis all the way through there. We'll get a link up to them as well. So if you're just looking for a little bit of help to sort of what is going on there, Glitter FM works well um other dates you know in the preview parties are they're in barcelona they're in warsaw they're in madrid they're in amsterdam they're in london essentially from late march to mid-april and uh, as we get closer and closer we'll get more and more details on those but right now that's it <laughs> super saturday uh i've got to go through all the results next week geez that's gonna take forever uh, not forever about 20 minutes uh thank you for listening uh, 20 minutes to catch up with the week of the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, we do the analysis and commentary and discussion back at the website. We keep you up to speed here. Jukebox Tree is going to be along in a couple of weeks when we start reviewing all the songs as well. But for now, I will say thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Whether you are our friends we already know or our friends we are still to meet, we love you all. We love you all. Ta-ra for now. Could we have our guitars now? <laughs>
This week's incredibly long Eurovision News Insight News podcast thing was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by myself and the team. Find out more on insight.com and patreon.com slash Insight to support us. San Remo is still running.